Hey everyone, it's Ask. We have a question about the rapture today and also our kids in school and the whole idea of the occult. Great questions. You're not going to want to miss them in this edition of Ask. Welcome to the Ask series podcast, where you ask the questions and Pastor Jamie answers them. If you are interested in more of our content, you can visit us at cornerstonebv.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Cornerstone BV. If you are currently subscribed to our podcast, please note that over the next two weeks, we will be transitioning to a new podcast stream. Just search for Cornerstone BV Media and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Pastor Jamie. We're at Cornerstone Church. This is where we answer questions that you, the viewer, ask. So hopefully you you, uh, uh, if you have questions, you'll go to our website, just simplecornerstonebv.org, media page, ask. You just put in your question. You don't have to leave your name. We want your questions, life, Bible, faith, whatever you want to ask, um, we'll probably answer. I'm not going to say 100%, depends, but usually. All right. Um, so the first, let me just kind of give it to you as it came in. Uh, how do I prepare my kids when sending them into school to deal with the increasing popularity of using subtle occult-related programs that include innocuous, man, this is a smart ask viewer. I mean, guys, you, you should watch other things. You're too smart for us. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, sounding like mindfulness while prohibiting the expression of truths, if those truths are consistent with or allude to God's word. Um, so let me sort of give you the cliff notes of that question. Um, more and more and more mainstream societies, including what we would look at as the occult. Um, and, and so it's called different things and it's normalized. Um, mindfulness was, a, was uh, uh, the example given. Yoga, um, meditation that isn't biblical, but it's trying, it's, it's more Buddhistic, it's more uh, Eastern religion. Uh, I did a whole sermon series a few years ago on the occult probably do something again at some point. And the reason I, I, it's so important to do that is because it's very dangerous. It was an undercurrent of our society. It's now accepted because they don't look at it as religious. And yet it very much is. It's trying to tap into power and often does. It's just not God's power. So, so I agree with the question that it is a dangerous thing, not just in our schools, but in everyday life of things accepted. It's perfectly fine to talk about your meditation while doing yoga, um, but to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ in your prayer life is like, ooh, right? And it's like, well, wait a minute. There's, they're both systems of faith. Why is one okay and one not? That's clearly a tool of the enemy. He won't win, but he's certainly doing his, his best. But the question really ultimately is, okay, kids, especially, I'm assuming, are going to public school. <laughs> Hopefully it's not at a Christian school, but you never know. Um, and, and, and what do you do? And I would say this, because I don't know the ages of your kids. Let me just kind of deal with it first of all. So if your kids are really young, um, I, I would deal with it a little bit differently than if they're, say, middle school high school, etc. So if they're young and they're still really, these kinds of issues are a little bit uh, above them and of course it, it, and beyond them, it, it sort of depends on your kid and what their, their kind of, their cognitive understanding is. Um, but I, I would say this, if your kids are young, is don't worry so much about trying to get them to not do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't have them playing with the Ouija boards or anything like that. But in other words, don't spend so much time saying, that's wrong, that's bad, that's wrong, that's bad. If it comes up, you can certainly say that in a way that they understand. But here's what you want to do. Continually invest in their lives, meaning spiritually praying with them, 
speaking the truth of God's word, read the Bible with them every day, pray with them multiple times a day, before school, after school, before bed, or dinner, whatever, right? Because here's the thing, those types of things only tend to get your kids as they get older if you as a parent are leaving a void and they will fill the void. But kids were designed by God to want to trust and follow mom and dad. They have their rebellious periods, but overall, we are made to look at our, our parents and say, you know what, I trust them over some teacher talking about mindfulness, okay? So if you leave a void, however, and you're like, I don't really care, and uh, we're Christian, but you don't pray with them, you don't, they don't see you reading your Bible, they don't see you investing into their spiritual lives, they're far more likely to gravitate towards something like that at school or wherever they see it. Right? So focus more on what are you investing in, and as they get older, that stuff, eh, it won't appeal to them. I wouldn't worry as much, um, and, and your, your focus should be on filling them with the right spiritual things, okay? Um, so, however, as your students get older, assuming you've been doing what I just said, but you may not, maybe you're a new Christian or haven't been doing all those things and your kids are older, okay? Fine, now you can invest in them, pray for them, um, pray about these things. You don't even necessarily have to go, your teacher is terrible by doing that. You can just say, hey, let's pray about that. And in your prayer, ask for God to protect them with the lies. And, and so not only are you praying, they're seeing this is important, we're giving this to God. But also, as they get older, give them some reading materials. There's good articles online about the occult. There's good Bible verses. All you have to do is Google uh, occult Bible verses, and you'll come up with a whole list of them where God outlaws all this kind of stuff. There's books on the occult, and, and depending on you know what, you're, what you think your middle schooler or high schooler can handle, give them this. Show them in Scripture how serious God takes this, and they will on their own begin to say, I don't want that. Trust God in their lives, right? That, that, that God is going to protect them from that. Don't just yell at them. Don't like that stuff, right? They tend to kind of buck that. But instead say, hey, why don't you read this and let's talk about it. And they're, now they're, they're thinking on their own, but you're guiding their thinking, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Um, and continually, no matter what age they are, uh, invest prayers and God's truth into their lives. Okay? Um, great, great question. Hopefully that answered some of it anyway. Okay, last thing, um, a question a lot of people like to ask about end times, right? Um, will the rapture occur before the tribulation? I love when they, you ask questions. You want me in a short ask answer to clear up something that's been debated for centuries throughout church history. I love you for your confidence in me, um, but I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so really, there's all kinds of theories on the rapture. So if you don't know what that is, that's when the the idea that when the Lord comes, he's going to collect uh, into the air all of uh, Christians who are on earth at that time. So if it happens right now, I hope, I'm in Christ, Steve here behind the cameras in Christ, we're gone, right? Um, if one of us isn't really in Christ, we, get, we stay, right? So either I have no cameraman or he has no one to be on ask. Hopefully, we're going to be with the Lord together. Um, and, and so that's the idea of, of the, the rapture. Now there's, see, the, here's the, the hard part. The Bible just doesn't have a lot of verses that are real clear about this. And so there's even some very well-meaning believers that think the rapture isn't quite like 
the whole idea of Left Behind and Kirk Cameron and all that, if you've read those books or seen those movies, is really fanciful and they don't even believe there will be a rapture. The Lord will come back and we will meet him, but it'll all happen at once. So there's even that to work out. But if you assume the rapture, there's three major views and all of them find scripture to support it, right? There's the pre-trib, which means before the tribulation, there's supposed to be a seven years of tribulation um, that will happen on the earth uh, before the Lord comes back. And the, tri- the pre-trib would say the rapture of the believer. So if you're a Christian, you don't have to live through the tribulation. And, and I look at this as the optimistic view. It's what I hope happens. I don't want to live through the tribulation. Um, but then there's also the second kind of big one is post-trib uh, uh, and... and um, Rapture. So this means we do live through the seven. This is the pessimistic view. We're going to live through it, and then the Lord is going to, to rapture us. There's also a less backed up scripturally, and I think a lot less people look at this as viable, but there's still some, and it's called the mid-trib rapture. So at three and a half years, when, when the, the Antichrist sets up in the temple and all of that happens, um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. If not, do a little reading, you'll find it. Um, then that's when we're raptured. So uh, that's some believe that as well. Here's the thing. Um, not only is there not a lot of scripture on it, but even when there is, it's never really the context for uh, the word of God to teach us. This, Jamie, is how it's going to happen. It's going to happen exactly like this. Step one, step two, step three. It never does that. Why? Because it's never the purpose. The purpose is for us to trust the Lord is coming back, okay, and to trust that he's going to preserve us and that he's got this and that we can look and be ready for him. So, if we're floating in the air with Kirk Cameron, fabulous. If we've got to live through the tri- tribulation and that's, it, God's still got this, we can still trust him, and, and it's his plan, and so we're good with it, right? So the real issue is be ready. The real issue is to, is to have your life say, man, I know the Lord's coming back. What if it happens tomorrow? Am I ready, okay? Um, however, let me just close with this. If you were like, yeah, that's not enough. I really want to know more about these different views. Um, there's a lot of different books you can read, but one that I would recommend, it's in the, it's called the Counterpoint series. Uh, you can write that down, the Counterpoint series. There's a lots of them, and it's usually three or sometimes four views on a specific subject, four views on hell, for instance, right? And what happens is they get a scholar or a theologian who subscribes to one of those views and they give their case. Um, and then the other ones kind of um, kind of refute it or say, here's where I think your argument is weak. And it's not done in bad taste or bad spirit. It's a really good scholarly thing, but it's also easy to read. It's not like meant for seminary level reading. It's regular kind of reading. And um, so there is one called Three Views on the Rapture. Okay, and it's again from the Counterpoint series. I have it, so if you're in our church and you want to borrow it from me, let me know. Uh, but you could also buy it probably on anywhere you buy your books. So three views on the rapture, and that way you can really get an in-depth look at the biblical case for each one, and you can say, oh, this is one I buy into, and good for you. Let me know how that goes. All right, great questions. Keep asking them, and we'll keep trying to answer them. CornerstoneBB.org, sign up for a service also this weekend. We'd love to meet you if we don't know you already, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. God bless.